You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, on this week's show, with the country still in lockdown, I wanted to bring some more light humour and positivity into your week, as well as some really practical exercises to help deal with the ongoing situation in terms of stress and in terms of anxiety. Who better than comedian, broadcaster, radio and meditation teacher Dermot Whelan to come back and tell us exactly how we're going to do that. Dermot, how's it going? Hey, Carl. How are you? I'm very good. How are you getting on? How's things over the course of the last couple of weeks? Big changes, I would imagine, in terms of life and in terms of uh, in terms of how life goes. Yeah, well, it's funny for me. Things haven't changed that much, actually. Um, I've been going in and out to the radio station every day um, into Today FM. Um, it's obviously a lot quieter in there. A building that usually has a couple of hundred people. I think there's eight of us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, we're like this weird skeleton crew at the moment um, and town, of course. I think the weirdest part of the whole thing is the city centre, just how just how dead it is, you know. And the first thing you notice is the sounds like you can hear birds tweeting and the ventilation from all the buildings, which is kind of the, one of the weirdest things. You can hear fans and normally you, you, all you can hear is traffic and, you know, general city noise. But um I have to say it's kind of nice. I, I, you know, not not that I would wish coronavirus to happen again. And obviously it's, you know, it's a tragic scenario with many, many people dying. But with all of these things, we have to try and find the positives. And I think the the volume being turned down on the rest of the world, um, you know, there are nice parts to that. You know, I've, I've certainly enjoyed the slower pace to things. And I find if I do have projects to do or things to work on, I find it kind of easier to get them done because there just isn't that uh, clatter going on in the background. You, you don't get as many emails and um, things are just a little bit easier to manage. But look, that's my scenario. People are in very different situations, um, namely my wife, who's here <laughs> as well with the kids uh, all the time, you know, and trying to get her work done as well. So I think in many ways it's been harder on a lot of the moms uh, because they're expected to be moms and teachers and, uh, you know, do their own jobs at the same time. So I'm I'm speaking from experience because I know that my producer, Maria, of my radio show has been finding it particularly hard when she's trying to do her entertainment news on our show and Rian, her two-year-old, is <laughs> smashing the place up behind her. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, it, it's tough. I, it's just very different for a lot of people. And I think uh, uncertainty um, can add in a, a little bit of anxiety and, and fear into people's uh, subconscious. So I think uh, the fact that we're minding each other, I think, is a lovely part of it. And I suppose the radio show is is part of that in terms of minding each other. You know, you're minding your listeners and as a group of people who listen in, you're kind of working together. Have you found much a different interaction in terms of kind of texts and stuff that come into the show, are people looking for different things? Or are they looking for that sense of that sense of togetherness to get through these kind of the, the craziness that's going on? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more people tuned in. I mean, not just to our show, to radio in general, you know. And I think there's that's the nature of it. But I think what radio offers is normality. Um, it was one of the first things I learned when I started in radio. I used to wonder why do we keep 
giving the time. You know, I worked on breakfast radio. I was like, why do we have to keep telling the time every few minutes and doing everything at the same time? Like, can we not mix it up? And I remember one of the consultants I was, who was working with us at the time was saying, no, your job is to reassure people. So when people hit their radio first thing in the morning, they want to know that everything is okay, that they want to, you know, the same voices are there, um, the familiar voices, the same features you have are still happening. And I think more than ever now, my job is to just offer normality. I mean, the you may feel the urge to kind of, go mad and create all this kind of different radio for people but actually your job is to just keep doing what you've always been doing because that offers people a sense of security and normality and regularity that um, they need because so many other aspects of their lives have changed so it, I have to say it's been a massive honor just to have that job I think for the I've nearly been in radio 20 years and this is uh, this is in a way the most special time to be on air because I, I'm I'm so acutely aware of the privilege that I have to be in this position now to be uh, to be able to be a voice um, that people listen to at, at this time you know and to have to have the opportunity just to do what we do you know and for for people. To tune in and and to have the talents to make people laugh I, I you know i think now more than ever i'm really appreciating that you know you know people will know you obviously from the from from the show uh regular listeners will know we had you on before a really powerful session based around meditation and i think people got a shock in some respects i mean that in a really positive sense by the way and, <laughs> and you know in terms of it was such a powerful session it was really really interesting and that meditation i suppose on a personal level for you has been crucial I would imagine to staying mentally and physically well over the the last seven or eight weeks yeah there's absolutely no doubt you know when we have tools in our toolbox that I would have mentioned the last time I was on with you when we know what to do when things are feeling uncertain um there it means you can reach for them and you can actually make a change there and then in the moment you know um, and that's what it boils down to. We, you know yourself in your job, you know, when we're feeling sluggish physically, um, you know, you know what to do. We, we have exercises we can do, you know, to go for a run, you know, to, um, you know, have a, a personal training session with someone like yourself, either in, in person or online. But when our, when our minds are struggling, a lot of us don't have the tools to reach for. We just don't know, or we may have a vague sense of, I think I'm meant to do something with my breath or something, but I'm not quite sure. Or maybe I go for a walk or, you know, but having things that we know work for ourselves, um, being able to reach for them is is massively important. You know, um, I had an amazing interaction with a, a chap who contacted me on Instagram. And I think his story was really descriptive. It was a nice example of exactly what we're talking about. Um, in terms of having a little something that you can reach for when things are getting stressful. So this chap, um, his name is Declan, you won't mind me saying, because um, uh, I was I asked his permission <laughs> to be able to use the story. But um, just a dad, young kids, and was feeling stressed. And particularly when COVID-19 hit, he was under more pressure for work and finances uh, he said he found himself that he was snapping at, you know, the people he loved around him. He wasn't in good form, wasn't smiling. And for him, there was one thing that showed him that he wasn't himself. And that was 
he realized he wasn't singing in the shower anymore, you know? Um, and it sounds kind of frivolous, you know, people go, well, so what if I sing? Some days I will some, but for him, it was an important personality marker. Um, for that's how, that's what he does when he feels himself and when he's in a good mood. And he noticed that the ongoing grind and, and worry and uncertainty, he woke up one morning and realized that he hadn't sung in the shower in weeks, you know, and for him, even though we might think that's not that important, but for him, it was a big deal because he felt like he'd lost that connection with an aspect of himself, you know? And, and I think for all of us, we have these personality markers, these little traits that are personal to us. And we know um, that over time, if, if those are eroded and if those start to disappear as an effect after effect of, of stress over a long period of time, we feel like we're not ourselves, you know, and, and it's hard to describe to somebody else. You just know yourself that you're not yourself, you know. Um, so I do a technique called the 16 seconds, which I think I did last time we spoke. Um, and it literally is a meditation that takes 16 seconds. So um, Declan had never tried meditation before. He'd heard about it, wasn't sure. But he liked the idea of the 16 seconds because he thought, you know what, I'm busy, but I, I have time to do that. So he tried it. And within a week, he was singing in the shower again, you know, and, and he wanted to contact me to let me know that that small technique had made a massive difference to him because it took him from a place where he was disconnected from himself, not feeling himself to a place where he felt more human again, more like his old personality. And I think the more of those little things we can bring back into our lives, um, generally the happier we will be, you know, and particularly now. So having those tools to reach for, whether it's 16 seconds or, or anything else, it's really important and, and useful. I think you've sold both myself and the listeners on that 16 seconds. Some may remember from the last time we spoke, but take us through it again. Sure. Um, so the idea is we're just focusing on our breath. And if, if I could just give a very brief description of what meditation is because i know people have preconceptions about it and um you know most of your listeners today won't mightn't have heard our last chat so mm -hmm. it, it's no harm to just go over it again yeah great um, so meditation in its simplest way is bringing your attention to one thing and when your mind wanders away from that you gently guide it back so that's simple as that. So a lot of the time we focus on our breath. So meditation would be focusing on your breath. And when your mind wanders, which it will, because we have 80,000 thoughts a day, they're not going anywhere. Um, but when your mind wanders, you realize it's wandered off and you gently guide it back to your breath. That's simple as that. Um, so the idea with 16 seconds is we're focusing on our breath for literally 16 seconds. So um, the idea is that you're breathing in for a count of four, then you hold it into a count of four, then you let it out for a count of four, and then you hold that breath out for a count of four. So will we will we try it here now just so let's people go for can it. get a yeah. sense? Yeah, great. Um, before we do it, let's just take two nice, long, slow, deep breaths. So we just want to send a little cue to our nervous system um, that it's okay to relax and that we're going to uh, calm ourselves down. We're going to lower our heart rate. We're going to lower our blood pressure. We're going to reduce those stress hormones in our system. Maybe you've had a busy day so far before you heard this. So when you're ready, we're going to do a little bit of belly breathing. So two nice belly breaths. We're going to put a hand on our belly 
And that's just to cue ourselves to breathe nice and deep, because sometimes we breathe into the top of our lungs and we don't get that nice, long, deep breath. So when you're ready, take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in through your nose and feel your belly expand under your hand. Hold it there and then gently let that go. So we're gonna do one more of those, really good. So we're gonna breathe in again through our nose, down into our belly, feel that belly expand. And after a few weeks in lockdown, our bellies are a little bit easier to find these days. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to breathe into our nose, down into our belly. And hold that there. And then we're gently going to let that go. So wherever you are, if it's okay to close your eyes, you can do so now. Uh, obviously, if you're driving, don't do that. Um, but if it's safe to do so, close your eyes. And... Keeping your hand on your belly, we're going to breathe in now to a count of four. So then we go through the nose. Three, four. We're going to hold that breath in our bellies there under our hands. Three, four. We're gently going to let that breath out now. Following the breath back up, back up out of your body. Three, four. Now hold that breath out to a count of four. Two, three. Four. And when you're ready, you can just breathe normally and you can open your eyes again. So that's a 16 second meditation. And that's what this chap I was talking about was using uh, to bring himself back to himself, you know, and as well as giving, you know, giving ourselves that sense of connection with ourselves again. It's doing all those wonderful things in our bodies, you know, just that 16 seconds. It is lowering your blood pressure pressure, it's calming your stress hormones, um, it's boosting your immune system, which is massively important at the moment, obviously. Um, so I think sometimes people are a bit surprised that really, can I, can I have that instant effect on my body in such a short space of time? And the answer is yes, you can, and you, you'll feel it. I'm sure anyone who just did that 16 seconds probably feels a little bit more chill now, a little bit more relaxed, um, less hectic. So you know, you can run a few of them together in a row, you know, if you're feeling particularly wound up. It's very useful for sleep. And, you know, I noticed that when I was, you know, in the past burnt out and feeling overwhelmed and suffering from stress, the first thing I noticed to go was my sleep. And I think for a lot of us, we're not aware that we're under stress and we're, we think we're handling it well. But our body is very clever and our body is a wonderful messenger. And your body will start to let you know that you're suffering from uh, the effects of stress before you're mentally aware of it. I think particularly for men, we tend to soldier on through a lot more, we tend to keep our thoughts to ourselves. Um, so the first thing I noticed was my sleep. And not that I couldn't sleep because I was usually exhausted by the time I got to bed, because if you're suffering from elements of stress, it is exhausting because a lot of the time you have a kind of a civil war going on in your head, you know, of thoughts, you, you know, thoughts like shoulds, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And that, that can be really tiring. Um, so I would fall asleep, but I would wake up at 10 past three in the morning. That was my magic time for some reason. <laughs> um, and my thoughts would just start going around and around in circles. And then you start to think, oh my God, I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm going to be thinking, 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 and then my alarm's going to go off. And it kind of self-perpetuates then. So the 16-second technique or any other meditation technique that takes your fancy, they're really, really handy for getting yourself back to sleep, 
calming down the cortisol that's in your system when you wake up because that's why you're waking up your stress hormones are firing up and it's going okay we've got imminent danger here we should wake him up you know but in reality you just need your sleep so those techniques are particularly good for helping you fall asleep and helping you get back to sleep folks as ever you're listening to real health with me carl henry in association with leia healthcare and it's very much about just stopping the world and focusing on your breathing and stopping everything around you and controlling one very simple thing. Yeah. That's, you know, that, 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 you know, that's what it, that's what it seems to do. Even myself there, I've had a really busy morning. I've had five sessions already. It's a busy day after this. It forced me just to stop and forget about everything else and just focus on my breathing. I actually feel quite floaty after it. <laughs> totally yeah, but you're exactly right. You know, and this is the present moment that we hear so much about. And if you're focusing on your breath, like you were for those 16 seconds, you can't be in the future worrying about things that may or may not happen. You can't be in the past regretting things that did. You're in this moment, you're in this present moment. And that's what we're doing, trying to do. It's not that it's a magic wand. What we're really doing is getting out of our own way. We're, we're quietening our mind, taking it out of the past and the future just long enough to allow our bodies and our minds to do the repair jobs that we want them to do. I mean, if you look, if you think of it as your laptop, we know ourselves with our phones or our laptops, and we have all our tabs open on our browsers and we have all our applications open. We know that it's going to slow things down. It's going to get glitchy and it may even crash. We understand that. But when it comes to our minds, we're a bit slower to pick up on that. We think we can have a million things going on at the same time and, you know, a million demands and we're saying yes to everything. And that's your, you're keeping all your mental tabs open. Um, so it makes sense if we do it for our computers, why don't we give our minds a chance to reboot? Why don't we close down those apps even for 16 seconds just to let things find their own pace um, and let your things like your immune system and your digestive system and all those things in your body, just give them a chance to do what they want to do. Let's just get out of our own way. A question we can ask all the time, I always ask kind of any guest that I have on who's in this kind of space is the difference between mindfulness and meditation and mm -hmm. how, you know, how, how they how they differentiate between the two. Yeah, it can, it can be confusing. Certainly when you go into a bookshop, um, you know, and you look at the, you, you want to get a book on, on something in that space and you notice that it's, there's a thousand different mindfulness books and then it's meditation and it, it, it can be a bit bamboozling. For me, I see it as a, meditation is a form of mindfulness. Mindfulness is anything that keeps you in the present moment. So that's why you hear of like mindful walking or I do a chocolate meditation, which is, which is mindful, <laughs> mindful eating. It's definitely that, my popular. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, I mean, it's a great meditation. How many of us have sat on the couch are in the cinema and you've been watching a movie and you have your bag of minstrels, although you probably don't cry because you're just so oh, well behaved. You probably have your organic um, cacao. Uh, the guy who I, the guy who I trained with many, many years ago called Bill Cunningham. He, he did the, the, one of the courses that I did, he would go into the cinema with a, with a bag of cherry tomatoes and that'd be his version of Maltesers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure you're going to win me over on that. <laughs> I can't see the cherry tomatoes in the pick and mix section anytime soon. <laughs> More tomatoes, mommy. Said no, said no child ever. <laughs> but, you know, we've all been there where you've been watching something and, you know, you reach into the bag of minstrels and you realize, oh, my God, they're empty. 
I have just eaten them and I didn't even notice I was eating them. So the idea with a mindful exercise like mindful chocolate eating or a chocolate meditation um, is that you are experiencing the piece of chocolate from the minute it touches your hand to the point where you've swallowed it and every step along the way. And what's amazing about that is that, you know, there are over 300 different flavors in a piece of chocolate. There's more in chocolate than wine. Um, And through that whole process, you experience the chocolate like you've never experienced it before. But after you finish this, the tiny piece, you don't want any more because your body has got the whole sensation. So it's mindful, it's active as opposed to the passive mindless eating that we all do when we're um, pigging out, you know. Um, so meditation is a form of mindfulness. You're sitting mindfully and you're, you're breathing mindfully. You can have mindful walks where you're listening to the sounds around you, you're listening to the sounds of the leaves crunching under your feet, um, you're feeling the sensation of walking, of the wind. Um, so I think that's probably the best definition I can give is that um, mindfulness is anything that keeps you in the present moment. You can wash the dishes mindfully at the sink if you want. Um, and meditation is a way of getting mindful. And that leads me on to my next question, which is about you know people who want to start some meditation and how they can get it into their day that's it you know that it it can be in any very simple moment so it can be washing the dishes it can be sitting in your car it can be when you're going to bed when you get up and you know you can squeeze those kind of 16 seconds in as a really good starting point to get into meditation and to get into you know to make it very accessible for you and that's the best way to start if people want to start yeah, um, we most of us have phones, you know, that we carry around with us every day. We're constantly checking them. So why not put a reminder in that every hour a little bing goes off and that gives you a chance just wherever you are, stop what you're doing, do the 16-second meditation and then carry on, you know. So I know some people who wear a little bracelet or something just to remind them to be mindful. So whatever they're doing, they, you know, whether it is laundry or ironing or um, whatever it is, even even driving mindfully, you can do it, you know. So um, there are different ways of just reminding ourselves, but we have to tr- put a little bit of work into forming a routine because, you know, we're human beings. We're, we're on automatic pilot a lot of the time. So we do need to make a little effort to install those little pattern interrupts um, just to wake us up and and then it becomes habit and then then we go you know I mean one of the methods I may have mentioned the last time we chatted was RPM and it's one that I'm very passionate about and that's uh, rise p meditate and uh, that is the way of building meditation into your morning routine because we're creatures of habit you know and to expect us to remember to do something brand new like meditation every day. I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. So the idea of what Rise P Meditate is that you wake up, you go to the bathroom, and then you do your five minutes meditation or even your 16 seconds if that's all you want to do. Um, and it means that it becomes habit very quickly. It's part of your morning routine, just like having your shower and making your coffee. And you know that when you close the front door behind you in the morning, you've banked that few minutes of self-care and then no matter what happens uh, you know for the rest of the day you know you've done it you've 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 it's a nice feeling to have to know that you've taken that time for yourself you know and i you know just like workouts for you i guarantee you if you're not getting your exercise you don't feel your so you feel like something's missing and it's exactly the same for anyone who practices meditation if you if you've missed your morning session 
you can you're like oh you know i really want to i really want to get back into that because you know that the benefits you're getting you know have you found the stress and worry of the last of the, the current time i suppose is the best way to call it has impacted on your own meditation practice and if if so how have you got around that or what kind of little strategies have you used to make sure that you've stayed on track and you've done what you wanted to do yeah, I mean, just because I'm a regular meditator, I, I, I never suggest that I'm bulletproof, you know. Um, and yes, I do meditate, but I still get angry. I still get pissed off. You know, I still get frustrated. I still feel sad. The only difference is that I don't spend as long in those states as I used to years ago. You know, if something bad happened to me in the morning years ago, it would have carried with me right throughout the day, you know. If something went wrong on my radio show, uh, if you ask Dave, my co-host, he, he, he'll tell you, you know, I used to beat myself up so bad. I'd be like, oh, my God, it was a terrible link. Why did I say that? And that would then stay with me for the whole show. And the standard and quality of the show wouldn't be good. You know, whereas now, you know, I, I may be a bit cross with myself for doing something or saying something silly, but it's gone, you know, within a few seconds. That feeling has dissipated because I don't live with it as long as I used to, you know, and I think that's one of the things in meditation and it doesn't make you this floaty, you know, happy, um, sort of, I don't know uh, what you compare it to, but, um, you know, you're, you're still a human being. You still have a brain, you still have an amygdala that's firing up when you're stressed out. So, uh, for that reason, you know, it, it does have benefits, but it doesn't make you superhuman. But I think during the whole, this lockdown period, of course, you know, for that reason, we are human. And I've been finding it weird and tough. And, and sometimes it's not anything in particular that you, that you're conscious that's stressing you out. It's just, there's a kind of an air of, of, uh, uns that, again, it's that uncertainty, you know, we're humans. We don't like not knowing what's coming around the corner for obvious reasons, you know? So it's about being able to put yourself in a space where you're okay with that, you know, and I've definitely struggled with that a bit, you know? Um, so for me, I, I know I have to lean into my meditation a bit more, make sure I don't miss the second meditation of the day. You know, that's a big one for me. And it's one that I tend to uh, flip-flop with I could be a little bit better um, but I know again like we said at the start I know the tools that I have and I, I need to make sure I'm using them you know there's no good me telling everybody about them if I'm not doing it myself so certainly just leaning into the meditation a bit more making sure I'm getting enough sleep um, making sure I'm getting that exercise I went for a sea swim the last three mornings and uh, you know I certainly didn't feel like doing it the minute I woke up but I know these are things that I can jump, I can add into the mix that I know keep me a bit more resilient. Okay, so it's keeping that structure going and aiming to be as good as you can as opposed to be perfect, if I'm to summarize the, the kind of the answer. And just for tips for our listeners to take away, I think they're two really important tips. It's structure and just aim to do your very, very best and you know keep that structure going as, as much as you possibly can, which is great. Yeah, um, definitely not beating ourselves up. You know, if ever there was a time in human history to be kind to ourselves, you know, with our own thoughts about ourselves, it's now, you know, and, and yes, we want to have structure and yes, we, we want to do our meditation and we want to do things that are, are helping us, but there's a lot going on and sometimes it just won't happen. And it's not to use that structure as another stick to beat ourselves over the head with, you know, and certainly one of the nice side effects of meditation is that we learn to become a lot 
kinder to ourselves with our thoughts. And man, we need that right now. You know, there's enough going on without you given out to yourself as well you know i think you have lots of people signing up for the mindful chocolate uh yeah to try that out <laughs> to say the least if they want to find out yeah. more about you and do some more meditation stuff with you how can they find you uh dermotwhelan.com it's probably the easiest place to go uh up there i've got a load of guided meditations of uh, ones for anxiety and sleep and relaxation there's even a family meditation up there um i'm a big fan of getting you and the kids and all piling in under a duvet and listening to a meditation kids are really receptive to it um you know and they pick up on the cues we're giving them so if we're showing them that we're you know, taking time out to find quiet time or relax our minds and bodies, then they'll follow suit, you know. So it's a great way to lead by example. And it's a nifty thing to do to get them to sleep as well and calm them down for the bedtime uh, madness. I also have a 14 day, a free 14 day introduction to meditation on my Instagram. There's 14 videos up there. It's also on my YouTube. YouTube is Dermot Wheeler Meditation and uh, on Instagram, I'm at Dermot Today FM. So people can have a look. All the stuff is free. Um, and uh, yeah, so if people want to try it out, you know, give it a go. Try a few guided meditations. See how you see how it sounds. If you don't like my voice, you know, go on to one of the other meditation apps. Try somebody else. But it's, it's about finding it. You know, it's like trying on clothes, whatever feels good on you give it a go. Fantastic. Dermot Whelan, thank you so much for joining us again on Real Health. Much appreciated. Folks, that's it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode and are calmer and more relaxed as a result of that 16-second meditation. As ever, you know where we are. We're at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe. And remember, we have our competition still going for the next week or two at least, which is rate and review on iTunes to go into the draw to win a copy of my latest book, Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.